0: Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, alongside Davis Rangi and producer Matthew, LeBron James needs 37. 36. 36. To set the NBA's all-time scoring record. There's been a lot of debate on whether or not he is the greatest of all time. Whether Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time, whether Kareem, Bill Russell, there's a big debate about who is the greatest NBA player of all time. The drive hit on it a little bit earlier. Um, Obviously, you all know that my answer, who the greatest of all time is, it's Michael Jordan. Tougher era of basketball, tougher defense. He did this three inches smaller than LeBron James, 30 pounds lighter. And absolutely dominated the league, winning six titles in the 90s, two three-peats. Just an absolutely phenomenal NBA career. You cannot go with anybody other than Michael Jordan. And it's not just the championships. It's the scoring titles, the all-NBA first team, all-defensive team, all the all-star appearances. The one time that he didn't make it early on in his career is because he got snubbed by Isaiah Thomas. Hmm. Michael Jordan, greatest of all time.
1: Interesting. Well... I mean, we debate this for – till kingdom come. But no, we can
0: debate this for a week if we really want to. Literally.
1: In the summer, this might be a good topic to hit on. But, you know, I, the, the LeBron's 36 away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I do not think he hits it tonight. I think he waits and deliberately waits to hit it till they play the Bucks. I believe that's Thursday night. Um you know, I see him. And it'll be on TNT. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All these games are on national television. I mean, they flexed the game against the Pelicans uh, Saturday, just a Saturday afternoon game to ESPN two, because there was a chance if he had scored sixty three the other night, he would have broken it. But I think he's going to wait till Thursday to do it against the Bucks. And you know, I think it'll be a hook shot going across the lane, just to uh, troll Kareem a little bit. But you know, he he obviously he has no bad feelings toward Kareem. He said it's an honor to pass up Kareem. You know, it's kind of crazy for a guy that's not even a scorer. He's a pass first guy to break the all-time scoring record. And I mean, there's it's unbelievable, man. You just got to appreciate greatness. I mean, you want to talk about Russell's poll, I understand it was like 80-20 Jordan and like 0.5 Kareem, I think. Something like that. And
0: then 2% for a ride in.
1: But if you if you break I bet you if you break down that poll and see from ages 30 and below, The majority, probably 90%. percent you got a few outliers like Catlin. But if you break down the majority of the vote, 30 and below will probably say LeBron James the GOAT. Then you go from 40 and above, it'll probably be Jordan's the GOAT because that's just who people saw growing up. That was their GOAT.
0: I'll take it a step further. I think if it's between 30 and 50, it's definitely Jordan. You get older guys, they're going to start throwing in Magic and Larry. And then if for whatever reason Methuselah rises from the grave, He's going to say that it was Bill Bob, Russell or Bob-headed.
2: I think. Yeah. I, my, <laughs> my thing is like between thirty James and forty Nate's years name.
1: old. I think it's going to be split fifty-fifty between LeBron and Jordan because you got people who saw Jordan but also have seen LeBron, oh, saw man. like the tail end of Jordan but also have seen the whole career of LeBron. Because I, me personally, I did not see LeBron my own two eyes till two thousand eight. That was when I was young enough to remember. But he'd been in the league for five years prior to that, already had a Finals appearance. I didn't get to watch a single second of Jordan's career, so. That's where the age thing splits up. It's just a matter of preference, man. But Kobe's not in this discussion.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, it's it's one A and one B. It's just Jordan the LeBron. It's how it's gonna be for the rest of Till Kingdom Come, there's two will be the two at the top of the NBA ladder and I don't know, I don't it's see never any, gonna change. I don't see anyone changing that. I mean,
0: people thought that Zion was going to do it. Zion's too fat that's to even do it. Joke. Yeah, that's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I
2: mean, people say in the honest, Kevin Durant, Kobe. I mean, Kobe's up there in the top 10 probably, but I mean, it, it will always be Jordan versus LeBron till probably the end of time. And I'm a Jordan guy, even though I never saw Jordan. I just know I've heard it, I've watched the finals, I've seen everything that I need to see, the records. All NBAs, all defensive teams, everything else. I'm a Jordan guy, but I appreciate I can understand the greatness of LeBron. Have you heard the story?
0: I forgot who it was, but it was like right after Michael Jordan had turned fifty. And this player at the time they were like what About the, when he played on the Hornets. Yes. Uh, or the it Bobcats, uh,
2: whatever. I think it was I don't know, maybe even Steven Jackson or like Joe Wallace or somebody on that team. No, like this is a youngin'. Oh, is it a... Oh, um,
1: I thought for a second about Javale McGee because Javale no. was in there with Gilbert Arenas and all that, but that's a different team, no, different era.
0: I'll look it up. But basically, this guy's like 22 years old, and MJ was like
1: Kwame.
2: Was it Kwame? I think it
0: was Kwame. Yeah, it might have been. And Jordan got in the lineup at 50 years old, and he absolutely dominated these guys at 50.
1: Well, there was a there's f- footage that Jordan did never released from uh. LeBron's senior year in high school, so what, 2003. That was the exact year that Jordan retired from the NBA and the Wizards. Uh, There was like a close scrimmage of LeBron and Jordan going head to head, and according to according to people that were there, that was uh, LeBron was busting his ass. But I mean, that's. That's eighteen-year-old LeBron James, and I don't even know what Jordan that close to forty-year-old. 40 yep, 40 yeah, forty-year-old. So I, that's the only time they ever even played against each other.
2: Well, I just found the article. It was from Stephen Jackson. Michael Jordan, age forty-seven, embarrassed Bobcat starters. Post Stephen Jackson.
1: So it wasn't just Kwame. This was like a Jimmy Butler, yeah. Minnesota type situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just a, just a dominant force in basketball. Let's go right to the big orange Phillies phone lines. Fake Bob is first. What do you say, Fake Bob?
3: Oh, Michael Jordan is the goat for sure. Absolutely. Um, would you all put Larry Bird in the top four NBA players of all time?
1: And you can make an argument for him. He's he's, a, he's he's definitely top ten. You can't deny that. He's the best that. shooter yeah. of all time. Nah. I, I think him and Nah, I don't. no nah, nah, I mean you he's got to throw Curry. Beard, unfortunately. Nah, Steph, man. Steph Steph is the best shooter. I I hate Steph the most out of anyone in this room, and probably more than Fake Bob also, but he's the best shooter of all time.
0: Well, Fake Bob, I want you on this conversation as well because I always tell people how Michael Jordan transcended the game, and he also transcended fashion. I mean, he changed the way that uniforms were made. He has his own brand. Steph Curry is starting to do that with Under Armour because he (laughs) transcended the game in a different direction because when Jordan was still coming through the league – the three-point line was new, and not a lot of people took that shot because not a lot of people were used to playing that style of ball. Now, three-point line, oh, you get three points? Oh, well, that's all I'm going to shoot. You do it in the video game? Oh, I get more points by shooting three. Guess what? People are trying to shoot the three. And I would make the argument that the way that Steph Curry changed the game has affected it negatively. You see what happened what? with us on Saturday. Er, yeah, Saturday. That's a product of Steph Curry basketball.
3: Well, I mean, just all the rules that they've changed to make it more in an offensive game also. Like, you look at it, what do LeBron do? What it, he was he does now back in Jordan's days or Kareem's days when he's driving to the basket and he gets hammered. Like, he complains about little nit fouls now. Could you imagine back in those days?
0: Well, the way it would happen is he'd go up for a layup or a dunk on Bill Lambeer. He'd knock him to the ground. He'd get up and start complaining. And then Isaiah Thomas would come over and punch him. And then once he got up from that, Dennis Rodman's going to hit him with a right hook.
1: Well, I mean, y'all people, dis- like, people get mad at LeBron for crying like a baby, like he did against Boston the other night. But had Kobe or Jordan done that, it would have been mama mentality locked in. Hey, we have such double standards here, man.
3: I mean, I, I've always kind of been a LeBron fan until recently. And it just seems like, as the years go by, he is getting a little bit more whiny, but coming Kobe was like that towards the end of his career too though so mm-hmm. I mean if you look at it,
1: yep.
0: I mean well, and he- something he- else, he- is, well, something that we forget about, like look at those Lakers teams that Kobe had to play with during
1: his final few years it's in the, the league. same thing with LeBron. he's not having any help. He's getting old. He knows his time's running out. He, well, the, he doesn't
0: have a Booby Gibson anymore. He doesn't have Mike Miller. <laughs> Booby
1: Gibson, Gibson. Mike Miller. I mean, all people. Well,
0: I'm just saying those were role players that he could get the ball to and get the ball to him and make him a better player.
2: I wouldn't say nah, Booby yeah, Gibson. G- yeah, of know.
1: all people, I was, you know, like, even go back to the bubble, bubble, bubble 2020. The bubble, bubble. Uh, NBA championship. I mean, you had Caruso, Rondo, Rondo, J.R. Smith, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Like, they all knew their roles. Like, Booby Gibson is probably the last guy that
2: comes to my mind. No offense, Booby Gibson. James Jones comes to mind before Booby Gibson. Shane Battier. I'm, yeah. I'm, Mario on.
0: Chalmers carried him in Miami. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah,
2: I really want to ask you about
3: the Larry Bart saying because, uh, Bayer said on the drive that he thinks
0: that Bird was better than Jordan. Nah. Nah. I mean, Larry played 12 years in the league, 13 maybe. Larry Bird was a great three-point shooter in his time. Larry Bird was very unathletic, but he knew how to put the ball in the hole. And people in Boston loved him. People in Boston still love him. And then he became a good coach after that, taking the Indiana Pacers to the NBA Finals, in which he once again lost to the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: He was pretty good GM for a while. I mean, there's even a I, – I think Bird's better than KD all the time, but there's more of an argument for KD versus Larry Bird than there has ever been for Larry Bird versus
2: Jordan. Like, no one's even discussed that. Yeah. I, I mean, when you – I mean
0: – I mean, Michael Jordan did set the NBA record his second year in the league against Larry Bird for the most points scored in a playoff game.
2: You have to – I mean, people say Larry Bird was unathletic, but if you actually go, like, look back at the film – and the only plays that he was very unathletic were, like, the last, like, four years of his career when he didn't have a working back. <laughs> he was – Lily Bird is one of the – he's the second greatest small forward of all time behind LeBron. If you actually go look at what he did on his Celtics teams, he was not just a shooting threes. He did everything, rebounded, assisted, play everything on that Defense. team. Defense. Defense, yep. I mean.
1: Great interior defender. Yes.
0: I mean, he has one of the most iconic defensive plays in NBA history, fake Bob. Which one am I talking about?
3: What well, is that? You cut out, sorry.
0: Larry Bird has probably the most iconic defensive play in the history of the NBA. Against, you know who I'm talking about. Well, against the Pistons? Against the Pistons. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to make a comment and then I'll ask a question on my
3: way out. Tennessee um, needs to definitely, bounce back tomorrow and tomorrow, make a statement. Don't keep it close. Uh, they need to get back on track before next week. And then on my way out, uh, would you all rather watch Milf Manor with Russell, or Russell and Marcus, or learn about asteroids with Bear? And I'll
0: hang up with them. Oh, I'd watch Milf Manor with Russell and Marcus all day.
2: I I, I will go back to you previous comment. Well, I'll answer that. I probably uh, I guess Milf Manor. I guess <laughs>
1: Milf Manor. I guess I don't really care for asteroids. Yeah. So.
2: Not my Josh Dobbs, just man. off the top of my head, top three defensive players. We talk about just in the history of the NBA, or a playoff, or regular season, or what? Bro, All he time. asked
1: about Vandy, though.
2: Go ahead, talk about it. All
1: right, him. I mean, I agree. Like Vandy is a, yeah, pff, I we need to blow them out. But do you do, do do does anybody in this room or anybody listening think we're really going to go in there and blow them out tomorrow night? No, because no. I know, I think it'll be no. an ugly, scrappy game. I think it'll be like a what was the final score at Ole Miss? Like. Sixty-three we fifty-nine. One won by four when the yeah.
0: spread was seven. I remember that because I lost that bet.
1: Yep, it yeah. was a very ugly game that we were losing at halftime, had to claw away to even win that game. To be something like that. But, yes, and Larry Bird does have three uh, all-defensive all teams to KD zero.
2: Yes, you, you are correct on that statement. Then it's settled. I, I think
1: KD is the most skilled player of all time.
0: Oh, yeah, skill-wise, yeah. yeah. Let's go back to the phones. Sharpie is next. What do you say, Sharpie? Hey, Jake. What's up, Sharpie?
4: I was going to ask you if you've been keeping up with Drew Pember this season and what he's done at UNC Asheville.
1: Well, he's
0: dominating. I mean,
1: he had four, 48 and 12 like two weeks ago.
4: Yeah, he had a 48 point game. In that game, he shot hit eight of 10 threes. He's leading Division One in free throws made at 164 and attempted at 194.
1: Sounds like everything we he, need.
4: Yeah. I mean, what, what exactly happened? Did Barnes tell him he just didn't think he was good enough to play or uh, did he just decide to leave on his own?
0: You know, I wonder that with a lot of these guys that have left and went elsewhere and become absolute just – Superstars where they're at.
1: I think he probably uh he probably got told to leave. Uh, yeah, probably just told they had too much dead weight on that team, probably helped him get to UNC Asheville, but yeah, he probably told him to leave.
4: He's averaging twenty point two points a game this season and nine point six rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's hitting thirty eight percent of his three pointers. He hit eighty six percent of his free throws last year and he's hitting eighty four percent this year.
2: Would you, say the, would you he, say the Rick Barnes offense is what made him not that good here? Because, I mean
1: they, – they, He doesn't have a chance to really open it as a game yeah. up.
2: Well, that – and I mean, you look at his uh,
0: freshman year when Memphis came to town when he lost the game. He probably made the most athletic play. The dunk didn't go in because he got fouled, but that was one of the most athletic plays of that
1: game. Tried to bam on Malcolm, and that really got the crowd into it. It
0: was the only thing that could get the crowd into it. Yep. He also had has fifty seven blocks this
4: season, and he was I think he was their conference defensive player of the year last season. Yeah, I mean, and could you imagine him being on this team this year?
1: Believe it or we not, could be
4: national champions.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, he actually shot better from the field last year forty nine point five compared to his forty six. So he's just I mean, he went from playing two point nine minutes per game twenty 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 one here. So you can see Asheville putting up 27 minutes a game, and like you said, putting up 20 what was it, 21 and nine. Like, I don't know, I don't get it.
0: That's incredible. He, I mean, he's almost averaging he, a double double.
4: Yeah. Do you guys think he would have ever played had he had
2: he stayed here? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. think so. I don't no. think so at all.
0: And the bad thing is, if you would have put him in the rotation, he probably would have done well if you'd have let him be himself. Let him have that flair. Don't coach it out of him. You let him have that flare. He might be, he might be one of our best athletes we got over there. Let's call that like and this. He's, he's six
4: foot ten. He's six foot ten and hitting eight out of ten threes.
1: And I'll tell you what. You put up twenty and nine on shooting, uh, thirty six from three and forty six from the field. You're getting NBA looks mm-hmm. at this level for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First round.
4: All right. All right, guys. Love the show. See you.
0: Thank you, Sharpie. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way.
4: Looking for a great...
0: Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. No, Davis mentioned K-pop last week, and it irritated him, so I threw it in the, <laughs> threw it in the system. I, thought, <laughs> I told him I thought it was
1: a commercial. I had no idea that was a bumper. New bumper music, though. Yeah.
0: New bumper music. Nice job. BTS. Let's go back to the phones. Martin is next. What do you say, Martin?
5: It's not Martin.
0: Well, we not got Philly. Phil. What do you say, Philly?
5: Philly,
0: you put Martin on
5: there if he's in front of me.
0: Ah, we've already we've already crossed the bridge, Phil. We're here.
5: <laughs> well, I know you're here. Pretty cool. Uh, uh, hearing all about Drew Pimmer there.
0: What could have been, Phil? What well, could have been? At all-
5: Everybody leaves here and they're not doing better. You no know sense.
0: Well, because they don't get the flare coached at them at other places, they let them be themselves. They let them play the type of ball they want to play, and it looks like they're having fun.
5: Then shoot and go in. i instead of shooting and, and not go in. That's Rick Barnes' way, you know. What?
0: Think about this, Phil. Drew Pember had more points by himself in one game than we scored against Saturday, Auburn Saturday. yep.
5: <laughs> well. He could have helped him this year. I I don't know, I know. Rick Barnes ego is what his problem is.
1: He's exactly what we needed last year too against uh Michigan. A stretch forward that can stretch the floor a little bit, shoot the three, guard Dickinson. I mean, I mean he yeah, may be the best. Pull missing...
5: Dickinson out of the paint, too. Exactly,
1: yep. Clear the lane up for uh Chandler and Ziegler last year. But eh, I guess we'll never know. Is Pember put White on since he left here? Well, he's put a beard on and some hair on. It says it says he's six ten, two twelve. I don't know what he was here, but I think he been well, like one ninety.
5: He's gained twenty pounds since he's a yeah. freshman. Not right?
0: sounds about right. Hmm. Real interesting. Just, a Just Y'all amazing. Did
5: hear uh, any of the the dumb show of three uh,
0: today? <laughs> well, you know, Phil, they were talking about you know, who the greatest NBA player of all time was. And, you know, there's a lot of debate to go around about who's going to be number one. Is it Michael or is it LeBron? Obviously, I said LeBron. Matthew says LeBron. Or, excuse me, I said Michael. Matthew said Michael. Davis said LeBron. And then you got to start throwing in positions as well. Like, who's the best point guard of all time? Who's the best center? Who's the best power forward?
5: Well... Yeah. I don't know how anybody would have put LeBron in the top five. I mean, I've seen
0: all of the- <laughs> Phil, maybe I don't I don't wondering. disagree with you. I think you're I mean, I'm right there with you. My well, top I mean, five would probably be Michael. I'm trying to think. Probably throw Kareem in there. You gotta throw Kareem in there. Magic. You gotta throw Larry and Magic in there and then maybe Shaquille O'Neal. Wilt. Uh Wilt. Nah, he's playing its oh, plumbers. So you say, "Bill That's Russell, Kobe
5: Bryant's better than LeBron."
0: <laughs> I agree. Ah, uh, man.
5: I watch Tim Duncan won a lot of rings. I mean, are we gonna put no power forwards on there?
0: Oh, Tim Duncan's the greatest power forward ever. Yep, Agree. Ever.
5: I mean, what's the what's the uh, allure of uh, LeBron? You get a lot of money from China. Is that what the lure is of him?
0: <laughs> I guess so, Phil. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell the truth. I mean, you said it, not me. I'll I'll say that much. But uh, no, I mean, there's been a big push for LeBron ever since he came into the league. I mean, his nickname when he came to the league was the chosen one. That was his nickname as soon as he came to the league. And then he eventually evolved into King James.
5: Oh, I do think the biggest accomplishment of his career is taking Cleveland to a title. I mean, that wasn't that good of a team.
1: I mean, they had him, they had Kyrie, Kevin Love, and a bunch of scrubs. And to come back from 3-1, it's probably the greatest ring of all time.
2: Yeah, it's the only real ring in the last, like, ten years. Yep. So, how many rings has he got, three or four? Four. four. He's got four. four.
0: Steph has four. I think those are the most of anybody. Currently. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, like, everyone on the, everyone on the Warriors has four. Like, Draymond has four, Clay has four, Cody has four. Well,
5: Curry might win another one before he uh, hangs it up. Uh, but
2: uh, sure, hope not.
5: You know, yep. we we're talking about big guys and 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 wing players instead of uh, you know six foot guards or are, are in the top ten now.
0: It's
5: kind of NBA's changed. It used to be an inside game. Now it's
0: just pure finesse. Well, and something else that was brought up too was you look at how much the paint was crowded, like back in the '90s, back in the '80s, and even up through. The 2000s. I mean, the paint was not wide open until probably, what, six years ago, Phil? Uh,
5: 2009. Well, Uh, you think we'll be at Vanderbilt uh,
0: tomorrow night? Phil, if we don't, I'm going to be a madman on Thursday. It's going to be
1: sad, real sad.
5: They should win the next two games and then you got Bama coming down. so mm-hmm.
1: Man, we told – what was it yesterday but you got to win these next two games like it's a these are two are must wins especially with the schedule coming up
0: I mean if you think that we're mad now about what happened on Saturday lose one of these next two games and then see how mad I can get
5: now, what, did you get mad at the high joy last night
1: Oof that was did you watch that Phil? that was like some of the just overall worst basketball I've ever seen
5: well, I mean it's an inferior sport. That's the
1: reason I don't watch it. Well, and you know what's what's funny is
0: Davis, you said it was some of the worst basketball you've ever watched. They scored double the amount of points than what the men did on
1: Saturday. I mean, yeah. But man, I mean that we were up by we we're down by four points and turned it over again and uh Jordan Walker is technical basically. So they get two shots in the ball, miss two. Then they throw, they give it right to us, go back, so you're down, up two, and then you miss two more, they miss two more free throws, and it went to double over time. Like, you're up four with two free throws to go, you should never lose a game, or go tie, it's, it, it was bad, that's all I'm going to say.
5: Well, I watched uh, Miami Drill Duke, and uh, then watched uh, some of that Kansas and uh, Texas game last night, and then we beat both of them, so I, I mean, we're not as bad as we think we are, but. Our offense is so damn erratic that we could, we could lose to anybody or beat anybody.
0: And you know what's weird is I was actually looking at the BPI earlier. And when I clicked on the tournament tab, Tennessee has a 43% chance to make the Final Four. That is the second highest percentage of anyone in college basketball. It's like Houston, Tennessee, and then it drops dramatically after that. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That just shows how bad college basketball is. I mean, I'm. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. I mean, I'm just telling the truth here because, I mean, Phil, you can agree that even last year, college basketball was a much more exciting product than what we're watching this year. And it's not just the SEC, it's not just Tennessee, it's not just Duke. I mean, it's across the board, it's terrible basketball.
5: Yeah, you had more, you had more g- great players last year than you this year. I guess all you got this year is the eighty,
0: and that's it, right? Yeah, that's pretty
1: much I mean, it. Yeah, last year, Brandon Miller. Yeah, last year you had Paulo, Chet, like the list goes on. This year, I mean, you got Baycott back, but he hasn't really been doing anything this year. I mean, the the draft coming up is we talked about yesterday. It's a bunch of international and G League and overtime elite guys. The one from college is Brandon Miller. That's who everybody's looking at. And then at. the
2: uh, Arkansas point guard, Nick so, Smith. Yeah, he's yeah. up there in the top ten, like. Eight out of the top ten this year for the draft is, you just said international, G League, or overtime elite. I
0: well, mean, it's going to be Scoot Henderson and Victor Wimbanyana. One, two. Yeah, yeah one, no two. Debate.
2: And then
5: is, is, is the current point guard in Arkansas going to be drafted in the first round?
1: That's uh, what they're saying yeah. according to mock drafts. Yeah,
2: Nick Smith, he's like sixth overall or something.
1: That Anthony Black I know, guy, about I about seen Nick him.
2: Smith. I'm talking about that other guy. Yeah. The guy's playing right now.
1: Anthony Black? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't even seen him in the first round, but I'm the really? look right now.
5: Uh, he's all honestly, I think he's the best point guard in the country uh, for potential for the future. Because that guy at UCLA, he's not gonna he ain't gonna, he's not gonna get drafted.
2: It's amazing well, how you get, what Tiger Campbell. Yeah, oh, he's been doing since half a freshman in high school. Are they? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Phil. Uh, yeah,
5: he was in Middle Tennessee at one time at CPA, wasn't he? Yeah, he
1: yeah, yeah he was a CPA so. That's updated today. It has the Jazz going 13th and getting Anthony Black, and then they have Nick Smith from Arkansas at four. So two Arkansas guys inside the top 15.
5: Is uh, Clowney at Alabama going to be drafted too?
1: Which what? Wait, who? Sorry, the I, big the
5: big guy at Alabama. Yeah, That's a freshman. Oh, uh, uh, ain't Miller?
1: No, he's talking about yeah,
5: no, uh, the 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 big guy inside.
1: Oh, I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm down to 20. I still don't see him. Uh, oh, 29, it says, to the Hornets. Noah Clowney. Huh. What
0: about, uh, is, uh, is uh, Julian Phillips going to get drafted?
1: Hey, he's not in this t- uh, first round, for sure. Well, his, really?
0: his first mistake was uh, expecting to raise his draft stock and come here. <laughs> the only exception to that rule. Enough? Well, I mean, the only exception to the rule, Phil, is Grant and Admiral.
5: Yeah, and they were, what, three stars, right?
0: Yes, they yes. were two of the, like, on 247, it's got 84 all time recruits for Tennessee. None of that core group from 2019 is even inside the top 50.
1: Phil, it has uh, Julian Phillips going 47th to the Hawks.
0: Oh, you're better yeah, off staying that, here.
5: That, I hope he comes back for another year, that'll be, uh, he can be our number one option scoring next year. I think he just needs to get stronger, is what his problem is. He's not strong enough.
0: That, we need to get him the ball, Phil. He's not taking that many shots, well, and it's frustrating to <laughs> see that.
5: Maybe Yuri Collins, has got, he's got a, one year left as a grand transfer. He could come in here and help our point guard
0: situation. Somebody yeah. call Crystal and get him an NIL deal. What do you think?
1: Agreed. We should have had him. I mean, if we had closed the deal this past summer, I think we'd be a legit Final Four contender with him on this team.
5: Yeah, I agree. Or is it Lee B.J.? I guess it'll probably be someone like Wake Forest next year. I mean, reality is reality, isn't
0: it? Yeah. That it is. And, you know, if he does leave, you know, we can't really blame him. And where if he does leave, I hope he flourishes wherever he goes.
5: I hope he's a star We he, he I mean, he's too good of a player not to play this year. I mean, I've seen him probably 50 times in my lifetime and. uh You know, I saw him go head-to-head, it's Kennedy Chandler and outplay him. So you can't tell me the guy can't play.
0: That was what I was about to bring up. I I was pretty sure that he outplayed Kennedy Mm -hmm. when they went head-to-head.
5: Well, I can bring get off here to save my raise till after the ball game tomorrow night. You know what?
0: Sounds good, Phil. See you. Appreciate the phone call, Phil. Let's get Martin in here next. Good evening, Martin.
5: Jake, Martin, Davis, have you heard anything on the Boston Celtics making any trades?
1: I heard uh, Grant Williams is on the trade block. So that's apparently he wants a bigger role, wants to be starting somewhere because his contracts uh, due this summer. So he's going to get a big payday from somebody if it's not the Celtics.
5: Do you know who they might trade him to?
1: Or Um, I know the Grizzlies have been interested. Um, I've loved that. Yeah, uh, I know the Grizzlies have been interested, but he wouldn't star on the Grizzlies. So I don't know. Maybe he's willing to come back, come back to a familiar state and just be a big role guy off the bench like he is now. Because we definitely have the money to sign him.
5: Okay, and, and do you know any players' name for the Grizzlies that would be willing to give up? Or
1: uh, yeah, yes, sir. So uh, send Dylan Brooks. <laughs> uh it, it's got a match so. There's this little trade thing, Martin, I've been doing. It's uh, You can do Santi Aldama and Jake LaRavia for Grant Williams. Those are two guys, both play the same position. Santee Aldama's kind of like a Grant Williams type uh, stretch four that can shoot the three, but maybe not as good as a defensive player's grant, but you won't have to pay him as much. Yes, and who's the other one? Jake LaRavia from Wake Forest, rookie.
5: Yes. And, Jake, what are we going to do with our – Lady Voss.
0: Martin, that was frustrating last night. Um, I missed
5: to the whole thing, man.
0: It's uh,
5: I'm very unhappy.
0: I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty much the consensus, Martin, is that people are growing angry with what's going on over there. We've had a lot of games that we probably should have won. And, you know, I go back to that UConn game. I mean, you put yourself back in the game and you just let them run away with it.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, Martin, last night, Mississippi State probably has – maybe a tenth of the talent that we have, and that was just bad coaching. I mean, coming out of timeout, setting up for late-game execution is terrible. I think it's just time to go ahead and pull the plug. You don't want to delay the inevitable like we did with Butch Jones.
5: Like I told Russell, Jake, we got two first-top-10 picks in WNBA draft on our team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what's frustrating about it is and the talent's there.
1: There's no. They're not coming back next year, and you don't have any recruits, really, for next year. I don't think you have a single one. So,
5: Well, that's the transfer portal hard.
1: Well, the point guard Jordan Walker's from the transfer portal, and that's not really worked out too good, so we'll see.
4: Yes. All right,
5: I appreciate you, boys, and I thank you for the information about the Boston Celtics.
0: Absolutely, Martin. We'll get you the information as soon as we get it. Uh, thank you, Russell. I mean,
6: Jake
0: All and good. Davis. <laughs> yes, sir. You're yes,
1: welcome.
0: sir. Uh, Martin wants to know about his Celtics.
1: Oof, I would love Grant Williams on the Grizzlies, man. But that's the only way I'm giving him up. So I'll give you Santi Aldama and Jake. Maybe if you want to pick too. I'll give you a pick. Hey,
2: but can we be can we be real here for a second? Yeah. And the Grizzlies aren't going to make it's
1: it not. It not no, it's not going to happen. I don't. I don't. I mean, the Grizz. I know the Grizzlies were interested, but I. They're just uh, too scared to make a move.
2: We'll not make a move. We'll go into this postseason, talking crap, and then we'll get we'll bounced get, out in the first round. Get bounced round. out
1: first round, maybe yep. in five games, because yep. it's, it's splitting apart the seams right now, yeah, man. It's, it's the most toxic thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It is
0: what it is, boys. Let's get TJ, the Kentucky fan, in here before we go to break. TJ, what's up, buddy?
6: Jake, what's up, my man?
0: Not a lot, man.
6: Man, i tell you what, I'm
0: tired of these 9 o'clock games, Buck. TJ, I, I hate them. I really do because, you know, some of us, you know, have to work early hours the next morning. Doesn't fare well my schedule. And to be honest, TJ, I like taking the night off when we play at 7 o'clock.
6: Yeah, man, like, let me ask you, like, why why can't they bump those games? To, and if you hear that in the background, I'm – cooking up some hibachi, so if y'all want some, come on over. Um, That's an
0: eight-hour drive.
6: Why can't can't they move that game to like six o'clock
0: and eight o'clock? Why do I feel like that used to be the schedule? It's like you played at six or you played at eight. Why do I feel like that used to be a thing? Did they talk about it, maybe? I'm not sure, but I feel like that was recent, too. Am I wrong? I feel like the games used to start at 6 or they used to start at 8.
6: Whatever the reason is, i tell you what, Kentucky's had five Tuesday 9 o'clock tip-offs in a row.
0: That's rough, man. Yep.
1: Ooh. Tonight against Arkansas, That's 9 o'clock. 10.
6: That is rough. I tell you, Wednesdays, I ain't doing nothing to work, I can tell you that much.
1: Well,
0: use that vacation time, TJ.
6: Heck yeah, man. Hey, Cam, man, I got to take leave tomorrow. Why? Well, you don't need to know. Yep. You know how, you know how it goes. Who y'all got tomorrow? Vandy, right?
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> oh, y'all got them. I know Tennessee faithful is up in arms right now. But, man, there's there's no way. Well, I ain't going to say no way. But I put, put my money down 98% Tennessee wins that game tomorrow. But Memorial Coliseum, man, that's a tough place to play because it's a funky
0: gym. It's not a shooter's gym by any means depth perceptions no, off, not. your shots off. It's just a weird
1: can't gym. hear can't hear coaches cuz they're on the baseline. I mean
6: Let me let me ask you this and I'll I'll head out here. 55 points for Tennessee tomorrow. Over or under? You had to put money on it.
1: has to be over, right? Right?
2: I mean, I mean, you would have, you would assume, correct? I would hope so. I would sure hope so because what? We hit 54? 46
1: Saturday. And then
2: what was the game against Florida? 54.
1: 54, so 100, literally. Combined combined
0: 100 points over two games. And Matthew is
2: rolling over in his grave. He
1: scored 90, what was it, 99 against Gonzaga? That close scrimmage? Yeah. How? How? How?
2: How how did he score 85 against, uh, what, South Carolina? He
1: scored 80 against Arizona.
2: Yeah. How? He scored 82 against Texas.
1: I felt like Texas was probably our peak. Eh, I wouldn't say peak, but it was almost a perfect game. My face hurts.
0: Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment of Hour number 1 coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Matthew is next. What do you say, Matthew?
7: Hey, Jake. How we doing tonight? How we doing, fellas?
0: Pretty good. A lot of NBA talk, some college basketball talk. It's all ball.
7: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm going to have to also start just saying I'm Matt, so Matthew over there next to you doesn't get confused when I say, hey, I'm Matthew.
2: That's all good.
7: (laughs) Um. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I actually want to transition away from college hoops and talk a little NBA because it's a. Uh, I just kind of love the personal vendetta that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies have kind of rightfully uh,
1: deserved, earned with how crappy,
7: yeah, they've yeah. it's warranted. It's, it started when John Morant was talking about, "Oh, I'm fine in the West," and it's like, "Bro, as much as you're my like favorite player, it's like you should not." have that much of a chip on your shoulder when you last year injured yourself in the postseason and we once you went out, it was done. It was a wrap. And then you go into winter break and you look like an absolute national laughingstock versus the Golden State Warriors on Christmas Eve. That was great. And then you have Dylan Brooks, who for whatever reason decides to get into it with Shannon Sharp. And so the reason I called in, I don't know if you guys saw it or have even talked about it, but Shannon Sharp, naturally, colorful guy, took his uh, rightful uh, shots at the Memphis Grizzlies and said,
4: mm-hmm.
7: John Morant is not gangster. John Morant is not about that life. John Morant is et cetera, et cetera. And he's absolutely right. But I want to transition here. Shannon Sharp is still a clown. Like, you may disagree with that, but he does these things. He has a personal agenda. He does not like the Memphis Grizzlies. And what I what I really want to talk about is why is there, and this is an open conversation, but, like, why is there this open Memphis versus the world? Now, I get they've kind of smack-talked, but, like, why do, for someone like Ja, who's arguably a top Top ten player, arguably. I'm not saying he is, but arguably a top ten player. Why would you come after him after what happened with the Indians?
1: Okay, so I I love I love this conversation. We're waiting for somebody to call and talk about Ja, but you're forgetting a few things. So first, it started out. I don't know if you remember, but on the way to the All Star game last year, it all started. He was on Instagram Live, blasting NBA young boy in a private plane, drinking tequila, flashing money. Oh yes. Started with that. And then, you know, lost in the playoffs, fine, whatever. I think we, uh, you know, I think we may win that series if Josh stays healthy and, uh, you know, we weren't injured and banged up. I mean, we only we only had our starting five for one game that entire Warriors series. But then people forget about this summer. He's getting sued over punching a 17-year-old on his home and uh, his court in his backyard. People forgot about that, too. They just try to swept that under the rug. And then you have the incident, you know, we're fine in the West, talking all season long, and – Sunday, it just really comes to a head. But, um, and then today, you know, I just, there's no accountability, no leadership with that because today, during media, he doubled down on everything. He didn't say, apologize for how his image and the Grizzlies have been thrown in the mud by people like Shannon Sharp, like you mentioned, and the national media. He just doubles down. Like, there's no, his ego is so freaking big. And what he doesn't understand is that you're not just representing Memphis, man. Like, you've made it. you're, You're a Nike deal. You could be the face of the NBA, but they're not gonna promote a guy who's accused of his posse shooting laser beams, guns with laser beams on them at a team bus, or doing any other crap. It, it, it's not gonna work that way, man. And I, it's really unfortunate because the Grizzlies are a dumpster fire right now. And you know, I would love to fix it, but hey, no, I don't make the decisions around here. We're we're on a five-year plan according to uh, Zach Kleiman. Even though your window is now, it's. Not to him. So. I was going to say
0: your window is now because it is. you're number two in the it is. in the West. Excuse me.
2: And like you got a chance to is, actually go
1: and do something. This is the most the league has probably been open in a long, long time.
2: I also want to bring up the fact that uh, was it was it last year that he put on Twitter that a uh, hollow. Yeah, yeah. It's free to name. see
1: how hollows feel. That's yeah. what he said uh, mm-hmm. yeah. after he got we got bounced out. Yeah, and he's so arguing and, on Twitter. and
2: it it comes all to head when Dylan Brooks you know, it was talking about we're trying to make a dynasty here, and, and it comes back to the fact that the Goozleys haven't done anything. We haven't made the Western Conference Finals.
1: We've won one playoff series. Yes,
2: one. One playoff series. And
1: we probably should have lost that had Minnesota had like, some decent coaching, man, and closed the game out. Any type out. of common sense. Yes, any
2: yes. Any type of common sense, yes. Matthew, this is going to show some age. I was a
7: sophomore in college at Hilton Head Island working for the summer when the Grizzlies played the Spurs in the Western
2: Conference Finals. Uh Uh-oh, back in the grit and grind era where we actually had veterans. I was
1: in uh, sixth grade. Yeah,
2: I was in sixth grade, yeah. Yeah. That That makes me feel – yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, listen,
7: I know you guys got to wrap up our one and kind of have your own show. I love when y'all get the chance to actually have the mic, but I think it's going to be unique how the Grizzlies finish because they're – I could see this team slipping back into the three and four seed because they're only two games out of – uh, yeah. Third place right now, I, so it's going to be interesting.
1: I could see it spiraling out of control. I mean, Brian Winorst talked about it yesterday, but these next two days—it's Tuesday now. By Thursday, you don't make a move, that tells you all you need to know. Yep. Season's going to be a dumpster fire if you don't make a move now.
7: Well What's worse is we're going to make the, like there's no like, there's no guarantee, but you can almost guarantee we're making the playoffs. Yes, like it's it, that's a done wrap. But as much as we joke about Rick Barnes in March, you will see the Grizzlies. Probably, oh. if they get matched
2: up with Oh Warriors, a, lot, a lot of teams. Warriors first round, see oh, ya. See ya. Uh, Warriors first round, Mavs yeah. first round, Lakers first round, Kings. Suns, if they stay where they're Klippu's at. healthy, yeah, I mean. I don't want to see T wolves Yeah, I don't want to see a Timberwolves. Man, I, I don't want to see the Spurs at this point.
7: Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll, <laughs> like I said, I'm going to hold you to it, Jake. I'm going to get you into a Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I'm going to turn you into a Grizzlies fan one of these days. But, hey, guys, I'll give you back the time. The last thing I'll say is thank God Zyre
1: Williams is in the G League. Thanks. guys. <laughs> <laughs> no nope. and so. Have another name for him that we cannot use on these airwaves, but yeah, we yeah, wanna, yeah. stay down in South Haven, man. Go to the Waterburger line. I don't I don't know man Just stay down there. Might as well buy a place next to uh, the Lander Center because that's where you'll be staying the rest of your career, hopefully. And back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go Larry in
0: Georgia is next. What do you say, Larry?
1: fellas
8: two nights in a row what the heck
0: well we're talking all-time basketball and we're talking bad basketball which one do you all want right, to talk
8: well, about I'm, i um probably all the above i don't know No, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be super quick i'm actually going to i'm gonna share a little bit of love a little bit of hate and and then maybe some have some fun right at the end but this will be super fast probably one of my fastest calls so martin and phil Y'all, I love hearing you guys call in. Please keep calling because you guys bring just your own energy and your own, your own stuff to this. And, and, you know, I know you gentlemen are a little bit older, and I, I like that because you guys have some wisdom that some of, some of the younger folks don't have. So I appreciate that you guys keep calling. TJ, the Kentucky fan. Brother, you keep it real most times. Love that. Keep calling. But book the spot for all of us for that uh, for Apache brother, because that sounds really good right now. Um, even though I'm smelling my speeds in the car with me.
0: Gotta love those over wings.
8: Under. How in the all-loving heck did you guys say over 55? Because there ain't no way in Haiti with that gym and with the way we're shooting the ball <laughs> as it is in a good gym, if we score more than 45, I'm going to probably fall out of the dang car, okay? And and you guys will know if that happens because you'll hear the giant thud even all the way to heck up there. So, <laughs> There's no way we're scoring over that. But I will say this. Rick Barnes, hear me and hear me well. I think I speak for a whole lot of people. You lose to little brother tomorrow and I am starting a hashtag fire your rear end and get you the heck out of town from here forward. I will use that I don't care how deep you go in the into the to the tournament. If you lose to little brother tomorrow Hashtag Fire Rick Barnes is going to be on everything that I tweet. Not that I tweet a lot, but I will put it on there until he shows me something has changed because this is just – it's been garbage. Um, Well, we'll just be ready for it because
0: Muscle Bob Buff Pants is going to hit you with some sort of reply with it.
8: I don't care. They can can reply all they want. They're just a bunch of windbags. And, Jake, going into that last break, did I hear you say something as you were going out that your face was hurting?
0: uh you ever seen the line in king of the hill where hank th- or who is it i guess somebody throws the chili pie at bill dotry's face in king of the hill and he's like my face hurts and then hank's like and it's gonna match your ass when i'm done taking it well i was just gonna
8: say yeah your face hurts but you know what it's killing the rest of us brother hey give it give it real much love y'all have a great night peace out go big friggin' orange
0: appreciate the phone call larry
1: Man, if we don't get above 55, I think we lose. Honestly. Honestly I'll right. lose my mind. I'm going to see what Vanderbilt's been putting up the last few games, especially at well, their home got, gym. I mean, they got
2: blown out by Alabama, what, 101-44? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you got you to think about it, though, man. Like, that gym really is an advantage for them. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the most unique and weirdest arena in all of college basketball.
0: Well, man, I've told you before, I hate shooting on a stanchion.
1: Yeah. I think everybody does. So, last two home games versus Kentucky, and they played Ole Miss Saturday. They put up fifth. They only put up fifty three against Kentucky, but they put up seventy four against Ole Miss uh, the other night.
0: Oh God! It's gonna be another rock fight. Oh
1: man. They're averaging uh seventy point seven points per game, which ranks for two hundred and second in the NCAA. We put up seventy two point three, which ranks for a hundred and sixtieth in the NCAA. Um. They're just as bad shooting free throws, actually worse. They shoot 71.9% from free throw stripe, uh, which is 167th in the NCAA. We shoot 73%, even 129th in the NCAA. Um, Three-point percentage, 32.1 for Vanderbilt, 284th in the NCAA. Tennessee, 32.3, 275th in the NCAA. Um. (laughs) Yeah, man. Steph this Curry's is... rolling
0: over in his grave.
1: Wait, one more before break. Field goal percentage, Vanderbilt, 41.7%, 315th in the NCAA. Tennessee, 43% even, 269th in the NCAA. Oh, man. Get ready for a good old uh, this is a good 50 old, game. This is a
2: good old Indiana Pacers, Detroit Pistons type it's game. It's going to be like a
1: peach ball, peach yep. basket type game. Yep.
2: It's going be 65, uh, I don't know, maybe 52 48 type of game. Oh, man. Take the under. I was about to say, <laughs> take Where the under.
0: Steph Curry is rolling over in his grave. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run
6: Radio.